0: Good morning everybody, how you doing today? Not to sound dramatic, but I gotta make this quick because I'm not sure how long I have. Um, They're running fiber in my neighborhood, yay! But it's insanely loud because they've got a bunch of machinery out, um, boring new holes, fixing some stuff up um, with the infrastructure, and it has just been like reverberatingly loud for the last couple hours as well as uh, the last couple days. So. Um, just double checking because I'm back inside, everything's looking good. Um, what I want to talk to you today is about, um, triggered off one of the announcements that came out from Google Next, which is Google's cloud conference, so around Google Cloud, which is um, primarily Google Cloud Platform, um, some Android stuff, um, some uh, Chrome, some uh, Maps, which are technically under the Google Cloud, as well as G Suite, um, but uh, mainly focus on Google Cloud Platform. But one of the announcements... I want to talk about what was a little bit more niche, um, which is the new Google Titan security key. This is a physical um, device that uh, provides um, authentication. So instead of typing in a code, if you've got the device connected to, um, if you've got your key connected to the device you're um, working on, it will do the two factor authentication in the background for you. Very similar to the YubiKey, which is available um, to everybody through a bunch of different stuff now. Um, and there's there's uh, been a little bit of, not controversy, but a little back and forth between Google and YubiKey. So previously, Google used to push YubiKey as the supplier um, for um, uh, secondary keys uh, for G Suite, um, which was great. YubiKey is a fantastic device. They've got a couple different models. Um, they work real well. Um, YubiKey was not involved in Titan, and obviously creating Titan has a business impact on YubiKey. Uh, but Titan made an interesting choice in that they've enabled not just NFC and USB connectivity, but also Bluetooth. And this is something that YubiKey has avoided. And in fact, they made a statement this week publicly saying that they decided not to do it because of usability and because of security concerns around Bluetooth. And it's true. Bluetooth is more complicated. There's more that can go wrong um, from a usability perspective, also from a security perspective. But um, some people have jumped on board um, and around two factor in general spurred by this question of, of uh, Titan. Um, and there's a lot of interesting statements. There's a lot of stuff that's accurate, but not with the perspective I would like to see applied. So one of the things, uh, or let's just clear the ground, or clear the air, let's just level set here. So two-factor authentication, or multi-factor authentication more accurately, uh, means in addition to your username and password, you also have something else normally that's going to be something you are or something you have so a biometric um, or um, an app installed and synced up with your account that's generating a random set or a uh, a mostly random set of characters that you type in as a one-time access code now some other companies have gone the route of instead of using an app um, or a hardware token they will text message you um, a code or email you a code to a trusted account now there are disadvantages to the those from a security perspective, but there's also advantages from a usability perspective. Um, The challenge here is finding a balance. Now, Google is going for scale, and that's super important to keep in mind. Google uh, G Suite has millions and millions and millions of users. And the more users that turn on multi-factor authentication, the better off those users are going to be. It's no question that turning on multi-factor authentication is a huge improvement in account security. The challenge is getting people to do it. Passwords suck. People hate passwords. Asking them to do yet another thing makes it really, really hard, which is why um, the key solution is a really interesting one. When a key is plugged in or when it's connected to the device, that second factor just happens in the background, and it reduces that um, burden on the user, which is a huge win. It's far more usable, but you still have to remember to bring the key with you. And in fact, not interacting with the key can make it even harder to remember to bring the key with you. So there's no easy solution here, but the pushback on like text messaging ends up being, well, people can intercept text messages. Yes, theoretically they can. There's no attacks. It's not insanely difficult, but it is something else you have to do. And in fact, I saw a tweet this morning um, that said two-factor doesn't even really stop you. If you're being fished by a good opponent, they're going to fish your username and password, and then they're going to realize that there's a prompt for two-factor. They're going to push... Um, to get that two-factor code from you as well, Um, which is true, but that code is only valid for a certain amount of time, and that's sort of the advantage of tokens. Those codes rotate um, normally every 30 seconds versus an SMS message, which gives you a defined set, you know, a couple minutes, Uh, but still, it's better than nothing, and I think that's what people lose in general when it comes to usability and security, and this is where I go with the title of the episode for reasonable um, decisions and reasonable actions, is that Nothing's perfect. There are no perfect security measures. You will never attain 100% secure, whatever the heck that would even mean. Um, But what you need to do is take reasonable actions that will improve the security Um, Of your users, of the data they entrust you with, Um, multi-factor very, very much improves the security, and it's a low burden. Now, everything that we can do, and this was a great, um, there was a great quote from uh, Google's product manager around Titan, talking about anything they could do to reduce the usability, uh, or sorry, to increase the usability and reduce the burden on the users, was a win. And I firmly agree with that. That applies not just to security keys, but to everything in general. Semi-tangent. I'm speaking at Serverless Conf uh, in San Francisco next week and I was getting my slides ready and I was going to use an example of security failure and it's just too depressing to use. I was mapping out the user flow uh, for when in a browser you're confronted with a bad um, SSL certificate. There is no way any reasonable user will be able to make an informed decision when that happens. It's ridiculous. It just keeps prompting you, prompting you, prompting you. It's bad UX. It's absolutely bad UX. It's UX design from uh, uh, a lack of understanding of the problem space um, and it makes things less secure because now users are making um, uninformed choices. They're simply clicking to get rid of things. That's a bad usability design. When it comes to security keys, having them um, interact with the system in behind, so if it's physically connected or if it's you know, wirelessly connected, the user not having to do anything, that's awesome. They just type in their username and password and that second factor is provided by the system locally, securely, automatically without the user worrying about it. That's amazing usability. Um, there's still challenges around remembering the darn physical key. Uh, but then, you know, even pulling up an app or getting a text message with an additional code, that's a minor, minor um, bump uh, in usability. It makes it a little more, a little harder to get on the system. But the security win is huge. And I think that's something we don't relay to users nearly as well how big that security win is. But those, that's, at least we're making progress along multi factor authentication usability. There is a massive debt. Uh, usability debt, design debt around security in general. Um, It's interesting to see the aspects of this bubble up right here. What do you think? Let me know online uh, at at MarkNCA in the comments down below if you're watching the vlog. um, Always by email, me at MarkN.ca. Your comments, your discussion drives the topics for this show. Um, I keep getting a ton of great questions from people trying to get started in cybersecurity. I do read them all. I'm trying to get back to individual responses, but I will keep broadcasting topics here. I've actually created a new playlist on YouTube just for how to get started topics when we do cover them on Mornings with Mark. So keep those questions coming. What uh, The big one for today, usability and security. Where do you see the balance? Where do you see the trade-offs? Are people making better, more reasonable decisions when it comes to security? I don't think so, but I'd love to hear what you think. Have a fantastic day. Um, I will talk to you on the show tomorrow.